Hey man, welcome back everybody to another episode of Bridge the Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Jazz Singh. Uh, as you heard, we're returning back to music again. We jump around, we jump around. Movies, music, we do it all. Uh, and so this week, uh, we have a singer, a songwriter, and a musician amongst uh, the greater Chicago area. We have Suba, is it Shuba or Suba? Shuba. Shuba, Shuba Vadula. Shuba, yeah. How are you, man? Go ahead and give yourself up. I'd give you a round of applause, but you know, no audiences these days in quarantine. <laughs> there. Yes, there you, you can, go. You golf clap, golf clap, golf that. clap, golf clap. Yeah. Um, I'm good. Uh, I'm just kind of chilling in uh, the Midwest with my parents right now, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to. <laughs> a lot. I'm sure a lot of our audience can relate. That's not a knock on our audience. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, we are yeah. all we are all cooped up in this uh, in this age of the coronavirus. Um, so yeah, uh, they got to hear some of your stuff. Uh, I'm sure they enjoyed it, and I'm sure they're anxious to hear more because you have a spectacular voice. Um, I don't know if anyone's ever told. No, it's just clearly. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just let's jump right into it. Let's talk about. Uh, I call it like your origin story, if you will. Because uh, you had you've had quite a few you've had some nice run-ins over the years. Uh, if people have looked you up prior to listening to this, then they'd know that you had a stint on American Idol and stuff. And hey, in the U.S., yeah. that's that's the holy grail, man. You want to get to a, a platform such as that, and then somehow end up on this platform, which is better better than American Idol. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's uh, let's hear a little about yourself. Do you mean like origin, as in just like with my music and uh, well, like what's... I, let's let's hear a little about yourself, uh, where you grew mm-hmm. up, because I feel like to get to get the kind of the um, the common uh, commonality of these stories tend to be growing up South Asian, and then how does the arts configure into that? And so it usually mm-hmm. is either a, a clash of some kind or, or whatever. And so it's it's nice to hear like how did you um just get your foot into that world personally or professionally whatever and then and then how you kind of choose to choose to pursue it so i think it helps to know instead of being like oh you know if you you start with american idol everyone's like ah shit i I got Mm -hmm. i got you got nowhere to go at that point oh yeah yeah yeah. so if you start from upbringing into now i think that gives them a better idea of okay well i i also at this age want to do it and Mm -hmm. it just seems more relatable yeah okay sure um so my story is that i obviously i'm of indian descent um and i kind of grew up listening to bollywood at home like we watched all the classical like all the classic bollywood movies at home um my dad and mom always played leanne womack and country and eminem and whitney houston in the car so i kind of had this like mix of different songs coming my way but i wasn't consciously thinking about it like wow i'm just imbibing a whole taste of culture right now um (laughs) between the ages of zero through seven um but yeah that was while we were in new york and um yeah uh after that when i was about seven or something we moved to michigan and that's kind of when i'm not saying when things got serious but i got my first karaoke machine and that kind of changed. That sounds pretty serious. I'm just. It's, it was pretty, <laughs> pretty serious for seven-year-old you. That sounds like it was the bomb. 
It was the best. It was amazing. And I love Britney Spears during that time. I used to watch Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, all the shows, hit clips, like everything. Like I had, I was just like really into singing for fun. Um, And so I would sing like Hit Me Baby One More Time, Oops, I Did It Again, just everything. Um, And a lot of Bollywood songs. And we traveled to India a lot. Um, probably once every, at least once every two years. So I was always like at the cusp of like, okay, I'm Indian, but I'm also very American. Like I'm going to American schools. I'm speaking English all the time, but at home we're speaking Hindi and we're watching like Hindi soap operas. Um, which, oh my God, those got so much for me. I had to stop. I, (laughs) I got too invested. You're the the first person of of our generation who... I guess have, has admitted that because I, I don't know. I, it's just because it's funny. Uh, so like for, I can't, I'm not going to say that I also was equally as invested in, in Hindi serials. Cause I wasn't, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like I, knowing American soap operas, I understand the pull of them. And mm-hmm. so like, I don't know, I pushing, you know, days of our lives and comparing it to that stuff. Just, it never, it never really compared. So it was like, ugh. but like, if you, it sounds like you were heavily, what was your favorite? Let's let's just go ahead and go. Oh my deep. god. The one that I was the one that I was really into that like took a lot from me was um, Let's get the auntie market going. Let's do this. Huh? <laughs> let's get we're going to get uh, all the, uh, the the auntie market. We're going to get into it. Yeah, the auntie market. It was Banume Teri Dulhan. Oh. It oh my god, that show about that Sagar Pratap Singh who's like born with like certain health conditions and then he like forgets who he is and they do this whole like Om Shanti Om moment in the series like it's a lot and the wife who's married to him I, honestly like I'm just thinking about it and I'm getting stressed about the plot <laughs> because she <laughs> can is, never win this whole this she whole was, episode was, this whole podcast is now going to be she, a review of the serial um she, Sorry, she we, like I didn't a, want to talk about it, but now we have an expert. We have an expert in we, the building. We, oh, God. oh God, yeah. Do you, so is that is that show still going on? I no no no. I think they ha- they had to stop it. I don't know for sure, but if if they haven't stopped it, it would really seriously be an issue because they've been going long enough. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you have? I'm just now. I'm just gonna. Did you have a favorite American show of similar persuasion or? That you were invested in? Mm. Mm. No, I never really watched like not so American soap operas. I kind of got my fill. Oh, oh my god, American Idol! All right, well, I don't think they're really apt comparisons, but okay, I guess maybe they got the same amount of drama. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, That's just. It's very hard to segue off of that, but you made a great segue into. So you're this at this point in this in this episode, you're seven karaoke traveling back and forth to India quite a bit um, mm-hmm. and kind of imbibing yourself and all that. And so it, uh, what is the singing? When does that, so car- when does karaoke become kind of a, Hey man, mm-hmm. it's, it's like fun and games is wicked, but like, when does it become a, a thought? I wouldn't even say like, when does it become a, you know, a, a career, but like, when did you start thinking, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm good at this and I'm going to keep doing this on a consistent level. Was it like performing at talent shows? Was it, just your own kind of thing what, what was that evolution um yeah so for me it was when I was about 12 and I just I don't know I went I started doing a lot of talent shows um 
and it did just kind of happen immediately. Like I, I had this weird relationship with performing in front of people. Like I'm thinking about it now. Like I used to ask my teacher if I could like perform for the class after recess and I assembled like my own cheetah girls group. So up till then I was very like, I was very confident, but then something happened when I started taking singing seriously where I got super shy between the ages of like 10 to 12 and then all of a sudden like just doing more talent shows and pushing myself to do more um singing opportunities I just kind of became like an unapologetic performer um and so that's when I started doing talent shows and I was like winning a lot of the local ones it was all very local like everything is hometown based and then you know fast forward to American Idol where my I'd always wanted to try out for it I'd been watching the show religiously for years um I learned all of my catalog of songs through that show like every classic song and yeah I never actually thought I would audition but I always wanted to and then I kind of just like took a leap of faith when my sister sent me this link where you could submit an online audition and I was like oh that's nice I don't have to like stand in line and stuff like I don't want to stand there in the cold and then just get rejected and feel cold and sad I'd rather just be sad um so I don't know I just like submitted this audition I probably looked super weird I sang Unfaithful by Rihanna and then sure enough three weeks later I get an email from the casting agent and uh she's like hey like can you fly down to meet the executive producers so I kind of skipped a lot of steps um in the American Idol stages I was really fortunate and then from there it was just like, sing. You either pass or you don't sing. You either pass or you don't, and so on and so forth. That must be nerve wracking. I mean, both the, um, like you said, I think there's a, like you said, audition at home, submit it, and then you kind of, it's a pipe dream. It's one of those like, mm-hmm. if I if I don't get yeah, it, yeah. status quo, right? You'll be sad, but status sure, quo. Sure. And if I get it, yeah. okay, let's see how far the rabbit hole goes. But like actually being, um basically a contestant where it's just like it's make or break every time i can't imagine that mm-hmm. uh, that kind of pressure man um having watched a few yeah, of the yeah. performances it, i it's very you're very good and it's just it doesn't i can't tell that you have it'd be nice to know how is that before feeling before getting out there and performing yeah um it was it was really nerve-wracking because it's kind of just like you're worried about you know am I going to sing this right note? Like, how's this going to work? And then like, you're, you're like missing school for this. And it's also early mornings on the show. Like it's really early in the morning. And, and like, and then you just get overly sensitive about things like, oh my God, I slept with the AC on last night. That's terrible for my voice. And so you just start creating all these anxieties and all these issues. Um, But honestly, for me, like once I just like immediately start singing, I don't feel scared anymore. It's kind of like my haven. Um, It's everything leading up to the moment where I feel like super uneasy. Like I just want to like be there already. (laughs) And that's kind of like how I felt throughout the process. Just like I hate waiting. The anticipation is actually what kills more than the actual just like you're there. Yeah, it was uh, there was one audition that I was watching of yours where it was only two of the judges, not four of them. And, yeah, that's my and so you you came in and I what immediately struck me is how just 
uh, and then feel free to refute if I'm if it's not true. But you you came in very uh, not even do we use the word confident, but you were just very cheery about like let's let's do this thing. Uh, and I and I a part of me I'm watching that and I'm watching you and and the, the judges seem to love you off the bat as that kind of personality. And then it immediately I was like, man, she's I could tell it's one of those it's nerves, but it's also just like let's do this. I, I need to get it, let's get it out there so I can kind of sit with it after the fact. Yeah. So so like that to me was that immediately you're kind of drawn to like this performer as someone who. Really just, like you said, I'm sure you took it as what it was of just, this is a really wicked opportunity to, to belt out some tunes. And, and it was, it was a Aguilera song you sang on that one. And it was just like, mm-hmm. it was hard not to be like, well, there it is. Uh, I noticed that you mentioned in, in your, like you were saying about being nervous about, you know, oh, the AC and all these things. Uh, the judge, judges up there, was that ever, was that ever a thing where you're like, man, these people are uh, judging you off of was that ever a thing in your mind of like how does it uh who is gonna did you have i mean it it seemed like everyone seemed to like you just fine but did were you ever kind of conscious about uh what would work what wouldn't work did you ever second guess yourself that way yeah yeah i think the it's interesting because like real talk american idol like the criteria that they're looking for changes every year and I'm very, I'm a very analytical person when it comes to that. Like I like always using, te- I've always used templates in my life to understand what I need to do. And um, I've applied to everything, including American Idol. Because before, like during that time, American Idol was all about being a technically proficient singer. It was all about technique and belting and power. And my question was always like, is there enough? Did I put enough? Because you chose the song. You arranged the song yourself. And people don't give enough credit for the originality in arranging a song or even choosing a song that like could be the song that changes your life in that moment. And that's what I was always really anxious about. Um, is like, did I, did I like put everything out there that I possibly could? And like, obviously now, if you ask me if I had to sing in a room full of like people who were judging me, what would I want to showcase? And the last thing I would say is vocal technique. So it's just kind of like during that time, like that was the main thing. Well, it's, it's, I mean, you can do it. So it's, I know that you may not want to showcase it, but like you got, (laughs) you got some pipes girl. And so like, I, I I agree. I think the the tide did eventually um, shift into, into more of a vulnerable originality. originality kind of a uh low yeah. yeah no that's that's and like i said I'm, I'm you've got that in spades too um yeah it's just i just find it interesting so uh how far did you you got pretty far top 20 um top 20 females yeah so it was right in las vegas so right after hollywood finishes in las vegas which was right before the live rounds Okay, and so uh, it mm-hmm. it it begs the question not to reopen old mm-hmm. wounds, but uh, how, <laughs> um, how how did it feel to eventually not be on the show? You know, it's really funny because I, I don't remember anything. I don't remember anything. I know that sounds super lame. No, how well? How what, honest, what year is this, and how old are you? This was, I don't know, I might have been like, I don't know. I was just like a teenager. I was still in high school. And so I think at that time, it was a lot of, I had a feeling it was coming. It's kind of weird. 
I have a lot of like intuition about certain things. And honestly, right before that round, I'd gotten so sick. So a lot of my like confidence had kind of been destroyed. Like I was coughing so much and I was getting very anxious about the process. Um, I was getting anxious about my choices. I wasn't really sure who I was. So I kind of started having this feeling that like, you know, it wasn't going to work out. But aside from that, like when I actually got off the show, I, I remember I was like obviously really sad and it was weird adjusting and going back to school. Um, but there were also a lot of beautiful things that like came from it. Um, so I don't know. I was still like applying for colleges and stuff during that time. Yeah. So, <laughs> so for, for me, you got to go from being like, Spider-Man to being Peter Parker again. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, like now my goal is to get into a really good school. Like that's kind of been my life is at every stage of my life, like I was reading through my diaries, I've always been madly obsessed with one thing at a time. So like at one time I was madly obsessed with getting on American Idol, just getting on it, just getting a gold ticket. I didn't care if I won. I just wanted the golden ticket. I just wanted to say I did that. And then I was kind of like, fine. I wasn't expecting to win. So I feel like when you anchor your expectations, you kind of just like deal with situations differently. Yeah, so your your journey yeah. your journey then isn't. I mean, again, nothing wrong with focus on winning, clearly. But uh, apart mm-hmm. in that kind of atmosphere, you're you're probably better off focusing, uh, as you said, song by song, you know, challenge by challenge, because there's no yeah. point of going like, oh, well, in three weeks I'm going to do this. Like you'll go crazy figuring, yeah. figuring out yeah. a game plan. Yeah. Um, no, it makes sense. It makes sense that uh, you took it head on. So now you're you're done the show. Your and now your focus, your focus, obviously, like you said, reshifts into academia, but singing. Where is singing in all this currently? Yeah. Have you kind of sung um, yourself out for a bit? Like I can, okay, I can take a break singing. now from this. Well, not really. Singing in academia kind of went hand in hand. So there's a lot of things I I just didn't know coming off the show. I was very naive. I thought that, you know, I just had to go to a city where I could sing at a bar restaurant and someone would notice me and make a Mariah Carey out of me like I thought that's how you did music I had no idea so for a year I was kind of just like trying to figure it out I was doing a lot of performances like American Idol got me a lot of just like random opportunities with people asking me for interviews um singing for like opening for train for Lindsey Sterling for Chris Allen like just kind of doing a lot of interesting performances I'd never done before on bigger and bigger stages. But I think I just, honestly, to tell you the truth, I just did not know what I was doing. I did not know. Zero things. I knew zero. I started writing original music. Then I start, you know, then I'm like, oh, I need to go into one of the most elite schools in the world. Like, that was just what I wanted to do. Like, I was like, oh, let's put, like, whatever music is music. Like, I'll sing, whatever but I, I need to get into a really good college like right now. That was my goal. And probably because I'm Indian, I care. I cared as much about that where I was like, it has to be like a really hard school. And so I get into University of Chicago um, and it's a really tough school and everyone's a nerd and there's not really a music outlet, but then there's an acapella group, which is like amazing. And I'm like, oh, I can, I could do something here. And it's like, Every step from then on has kind of led me to where I am now because I joined the acapella group. I got into the Chicago music scene because a friend of one of the singers started managing me 
and produced my first EP with me, got me in the Chicago scene. I learned about what it actually means to write music. And after that, I just kind of like kept learning, learning, performing in Chicago, like getting out in the scene, meeting people. And it's just kind of culminated into like where I am today, where I'm like, okay, this is what I need to do. Like, this is the kind of music. I like that because it's one of those things where uh, I personally find that if, like, if we're going to categorize, in your case, singing or, or in my case, writing and filmmaking, uh, if, like you said, even if you're like, I'm putting it, I'm putting it down so I can focus on, you know, school or whatever it may be. And I, I like that kind of innateness of you're still drawn to the things that will still build upon that thing that you're kind of like, I'm not doing it right now because you can't, mm-hmm. you can't not do it. Um, right. so that I find that, I escape it. right. And I, I, I find that, uh, I find it endearing cause I don't know. I feel like I'll, too many stories of this ilk usually stop. Like the, the, that's where the chapter ends and the book finishes where it's like, I, I had to put it down for, I had to put X down for Y and then because of Y never picked X up again. And I like yep. that, uh, having the option, having the freedom to find your way back into you know that part of your life and not completely have to give it up is something that I think we are unique in that way from a previous generation. Uh, speaking of previous generation, I didn't ask. I'm sure your folks were mad proud of uh, daughter being on, on on Idol, and but even that singing journey, it sounds like they were pretty much on board with it since karaoke was brought into the house. Um, so at that point, it was just that was just part of your life for them, I imagine. Yeah, always. I think, yeah, definitely from the age of like 11 or 12 or something. That's just, that's like pretty much my identity, like mostly my identity. And then I guess my parents probably don't see it that way. They're probably like, okay, she's Shuba and she's also a singer. They weren't the kind of <laughs> parents who like at parties were like, here, daughter, sing for our. Oh, no, they did. Oh, you know, they did. <laughs> my mom had me. Yeah, oh yeah. my god she would prep songs again not like, to not to reopen old wounds <laughs> but uh oh it wasn't really it's not no, really no, a I, wound i know just, i know yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's um okay. but yeah i definitely sang at a lot of like indian parties and stuff like shobat please just one more song do that dholna song again beta and uh so sure enough I, I did prepare a lot of songs so all of this was like training i guess for being comfortable on stage that's the that's the real american idol right there now those are that's the ju- real those, american are, idol, yeah. those, those are some real those, judgy eyes in the audience those are man. some really judgy eyes right they're just Let like me tell you who does who does her daughter think she is she cannot sing better, yeah yeah better than my priya yeah. can't do it and then uh so yeah it's uh yeah i, I figure if you pass that <laughs> at like 12 man that you what what is uh that's so what, funny what can american idol really do to you <laughs> That's actually so funny because that is so true. Is that like the Indian aunties are bigger judges than Nicki Minaj? Hearing, <laughs> hearing, hearing someone who's like your mom's age tell you you ain't shit. <laughs> I'll go on national it's, television and be told I suck. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's over. <laughs> I'll live it's with over. that. There's a sense of pride yeah. in being told on you know Fox that you suck. From <laughs> <laughs> being yeah. told that you're uh, at like a little cousin's birthday party you ain't shit. You're like mm, okay, well, I can't show my <laughs> face here no more. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's wicked so so uh chicago scene seems to be also i've talked to a few chicago musicians so it's been interesting to see how chicago has really built up um the scene and also built up the artist so um now i figure in this part of the story you're in chi town and you're you're doing it you said you got an ep out 
that must have equally been so it's it's like i said you you've took you've taken a well advantage of the american idol bump um when you needed it uh, and when you had to and then now that you're kind of on yeah. your own with it um what's that process like now it's like you said your songwriting your it's just now it's just you it's that's your brand now well i guess like to kind of speak on something you said like i appreciate you thinking i took advantage but like if anyone's listening like no i did not take proper advantage of it like that's actually one of my biggest things and there's nothing i can do hindsight's 2020 and like all the things i really do believe like everything's leading up to like where i am now and where i'm going um and i'll talk about that but no i feel like you know when you have exposure like switch on the business hat like start uploading videos onto YouTube, like do something creative and interesting. Back then YouTube was this huge open platform that I did not take advantage of. I did not. I didn't have an Instagram because I was like, oh, well, social media is for, you know, people who want to overindulge and like short attention spans and quick, cheap content. Well, that's fine. But like, if your goal is to like become a successful musician, I'm sorry, but you have to exist on these platforms. Unless you can kind of pull a pull an Adele um, <laughs> and then kind of just like use it and that happens. But I don't know. Um, I feel like, yeah, that's just something I wanted to say for anyone who's listening. Like when you have a bump like that, hit the ground running. Like be out on the streets handing out your, you know, your songs to people. Like go to people. Talk to everyone in your neighborhood. Like make sure every single person knows who you are with this, like even the bumps of success you get along the way. Um, but yeah, but, uh, yeah. So I'm sorry. What was the question? <laughs> um, I just get very passionate about that. Fair. No, you, as you should be. Uh, I guess it was, you're in Chicago now. What, how is the scene? Yes. How is the scene kind of now evolving for you now that you're, let's say your EP's out. You're now, like I said, you're, you're known as you now. This is now your chance to capitalize on your own brand. Hmm. How navigating that. Uh, huh. um, so that was also an interesting process of just like learning um, because I didn't really know who I was when I released my first EP. It was just kind of songs I had written that like I felt like sounded like real songs. Um, and they did capture different things I was feeling in my life, different emotions. Like one was about my sister and that was a very important song for me. Um, so I think like after that it was, but every song that I had on there, like it eventually did lead to something like everything I put out found a home um in some sort of way it's weird to describe but um like even just putting stuff out there like someone even if you get like a hundred eyes looking at something like that's still a hundred people listening and like one person would look at the song and be like hey I want you to do this opportunity because of this reason and that's when I kind of just noticed like you know people pay attention to even the small things you do and that's when I started meeting more people in Chicago like singers who had been doing it for years like Jamila Woods um is huge in the Chicago scene um and she has been a really great mentor for me in a lot of ways um just kind of like helping me meet people like telling me about her experiences um and I to be honest with you I don't really think I've found my identity until like just now within the last year I know exactly who I need to be and who I want to be um, and I feel like everything up to that point was just kind of figuring it out and like learning what I didn't want to be. Oh, I'm glad we caught you at this, uh, this pivotal moment yeah. in, your, in your life yeah. where you now know. Yeah. Um, and so now that we're all quarantined up, we have nothing but time to, 
to mm-hmm. further refine uh, who we're going to come out of this as. So uh, now that you've got a sense of that, uh, so currently, as we, we talked about this before we recorded, but like, so now in terms of in this time of uh, staying still and staying put, I guess how is how is your state of mind and, and who you are and how you're kind of evolving in this weird cocoon of a of a situation um so because like i said i think we all as creatives we understand that things this is a brave new world and and getting out of this is going to be unique and different and and how our art is then put out there but in the interim how are you coping with uh just the art the creativity the the act of creating if you if you need to if you want to how you feel um let's talk about that yeah, that's a good question. I was just talking to some of my like co-writer, um, like my friend group about this. It's really hard to, I kind of just like detach, like not detach myself from the situation, but it's kind of like I can only brood for so long before I'm like, who I'm not being productive. And so I haven't really given myself time to think about the fact that like, this could last months, this could last like until June, probably, like probably we just don't know yet, but it's probably gonna go till June. Um, And so I'm kind of like just pushing that aside and putting all my energy into, well, people are online and <laughs> and like my TikTok's taken off, like people are paying more attention to my Instagram posts, like what skills can I learn right now? Um, And so I've been really focused on content creation, like just like, putting out all these Indian songs, like taking advantage of the Indian fans I've gotten from stuff I've put out in the last couple months, like really traction has started picking up for me, like in recently, very recently. Um, So I just have reasons to keep people who are following me and supporting me happy. So that's been really fun. So that kind of drives me every morning is like, what can I make for the thousands of people who are following me? Like, what can I do that will put a smile on their face? Um, the only thing that's been suffering, though, is a little lack of inspiration. Um, because we can't, it's not about not being able to go outside, but it's kind of like, you can't meet a guy right now, you can't get your heart broken, really, unless you're like talking to someone <laughs> over Tinder, like, that's inspiration for a lot of songs. A lot of my songs are about sneaking into parties, like Grammy after parties, I can't really do that right now. Um, And so I'm really driven and inspired by people around me and just like living life like outside and talking to people, having different conversations. But in this kind of cocoon where we're just kind of in our own heads watching movies, I think being inspired has been the more difficult part. I'm motivated, but not inspired. I am inspired to create. If this goes well or poorly, I expect a song out of it. Uh, Just... uh... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no, that's, that's actually, it's a, it's not a thing I would have thought about. Um, again, maybe as a writer, I, it has to live up here and constantly live up here. Uh, but you're right. Uh, I know personally that even, yeah, I, there are things that I, uh, I'm running out of stories. I think, uh, you know, there's, yeah. there's just mornings where you wake up and go like, man, uh, I think I've exhausted a, mm-hmm. you know, what I would have spent maybe six months doing. I've now done in like two and it's kind of weird. And you're kind of just scr- not scraping the barrel, but you're kind of like, what what can I tap into that's not just repetitive? So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's, uh, and then even more so for you, who has to, um, 
I don't know. I, singers, I always find that, uh, that you're, it's, a, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you, you do too many love songs, that's all you do. Yeah, then people are like, oh, you're the love song guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I get it. I get it. Uh, mm-hmm. um, so that's interesting. So where are you finding if, it, or like you were saying earlier about the inspiration not being there. So do you find that, do you find it harder to consistently put out stuff in this age? Do you feel like you are, not, maybe not pressure is not the right word, but do you feel... I don't want to say forced either, but like, are you putting things out? This is a weird, like behind the curtain. Maybe it's not real talk enough, but like, do you feel like, man, I'm, I, I put some stuff out in this interim that like, whatevs it's there. It's just to stay relevant. Mm. Well, hmm. I haven't put out that much music yet though. So that's kind of the thing. I do a lot of EDM features and collaborations. So that's pretty much what you'll find on my Spotify. And I kind of actually recently like took down my EP even. Um, and it's it's not because of like I took out like most of the songs, but there's still like the two singles up there. Um, and it's not for any reason aside from like it's just not reflective of who I am. Um, and I'm not embarrassed by it. Like if someone asked me for a link to my EP right now, like I would send it to them. It's more so that I just don't want it up there. Like I'm just kind of like, I want it just to be reflective of like where I'm going. It's a um, little under construction we're doing. It's all it yeah, is. It's you're not, you're not hiding it. That's still there. It's just, uh, yeah. It's just like, what do I, what do I want to put out into this world? Like when I look at myself, do I think I look cool? When I hear myself, do I, do I think it sounds cool? Like would I listen again? And if the answer is no, I take it down. Um, that's interesting. I, I, cause I, I have the opposite viewpoint sometimes of, of just like the idea for me, it's, it's a, I look at it again, this is not even supposed to be like an argument, but just the idea of like, I look at it as growth. So like, I know the amateur, I know the amateur hour stuff that's out there that I've done. Um, it's like, no, like none of us, like like you would say, it because it was yeah. years ago or whatever. None of us would sit there and go high art or or whatever. However, yeah. you felt about it, like it, it yeah. very much is a time and a place that you did that. And like you said, you're not disowning yeah. it. You're not, you know, uh, scrubbing it. Or I guess you kind of are scrubbing yeah. it, but you're not scrubbing it in the sense of like it's still a part of who you are and made you who you are. Um, yeah. So part of me just I, I have maybe because our mediums are a little different. I, I'm like, oh, go watch that home yeah. video from like six years ago. Um, I know it looks yeah. like trash um, because the, the newer stuff in comparison is so much better that yeah. I, I feel like I need in our medium. I need the visual to look better and then look like shit because I need you to be able to go, huh? Yeah. <laughs> he he really has gotten he really has gotten better or the opposite. He hasn't learned a thing. Um, he yeah. still doesn't know how to move the camera. Um, so I, I always find that interesting of how artists see themselves as a perception thing is it just you know or it's just it's just like you said marketing put the put the marketing hat on and the business hat on you need to guide an audience to the thing that you know is gonna lead to the next thing and then having them stumble in an alleyway where there's stuff that like may not do that then that's probably detrimental to the long run yeah just argued with my just argued with myself on the same topic and you've made me a believer Um, no, there's, I see both sides. That's the thing is like, I actually don't have a clear cut answer because I, I remember I was going through like famous singer Instagrams and I saw Halsey like had, oh, there's a turkey outside. Okay. Um, Halsey and like all her, (laughs) her Instagram posts from like when she first started posting it. And it's amazing because the first post she had, like had like a thousand likes or like a hundred. Oh my God. He's running towards our house. Okay. 
Um, Listen, sorry. we got to take this outside now. This is a, it's a chase, the chase podcast. It's you're looking, you're looking really... at it like it's coming through your window. He's pretty much like because my window's open, and so I'm just like, oh, a turkey. Um, anyway, <laughs> and um, listen, I, I think it's, I think every... that's a song right there, man. <laughs> is it? A, is it a turkey? Is it a dude? We don't know. It's a metaphor. We don't know. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I like seeing an artist like. I think so. Like I, I don't know the exact quote, but it's something about like seeing an artist's brushstrokes. Like it's nice to see the parts of the process that lead to the final painting. I love when Charlie Puth breaks down a song, for example, or like how I wrote the song videos, because you want to believe that this was a real human thing that happened. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, but you can do the same thing with the new content that you put out by showing how you did it i don't know like I'm, I'm kind of on the like i said i I, I, I think um i think you, you're saying that both are fine like both are easily achievable both, but i think what you're saying is exactly it, in in either in any medium yours mine any art form the winner is always going to be the polished final product right like every, everything else is a bonus to anybody who like you said like ourselves who wants to see the process but for yeah, the people that's yeah. going to go out to they don't want demos like demos. I love demos. <laughs> like I, I like the idea. I of, love demos. Oh right. My God. Um, yeah. So or like and then I'm a writer. So like I'll, I love reading like I don't care for the final draft. Show me like the 10th, 12th. I want to see. Yeah. This. Show me how you thought. Right. With yeah. yeah. And or ha- those conversations are inspire me. And so like the idea of like but I, but again, the mass populace at hand wants to see the done deal. Um, and then for an artist in in this now age of, of constantly being out there, then it makes sense that you you need to keep up to date with not just like content that is like a song, but a video or whatever it may be um, that is done. And the you know the extras, the bonus, if you will, is if you can afford it. But I feel like a lot of artists at a certain level they really can't be afford they can't afford to be going like oh here's some behind the scenes stuff. Like no, you got to put out if you have more behind the scenes content than content, it, the ratio it gets skewed. Um, in how in how your your fan base is growing, so it uh, yeah I don't have a clear cut answer either, but uh, yeah it just depends. Also, it yeah it really just depends. It's an interesting question because I I don't really actually know where I totally stand because Migos has all their stuff on Spotify. You can see Migos first thing. Ed Sheeran he has everything up on there. Everything is there. I think it also helps to get to a level like yeah um, that's the right also, that that's yeah. it. I think you I think at that point you have the absolute luxury. Um, and I find that with literally any medium where once you're at a certain following, if you will, or, 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 um, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's a pay level, whatever it may be, there's a it. lot, yeah, there's a lot more luxury to be like, oh, hey, do you want to see my first stand up special? And everyone's like, no, <laughs> like you'd never want to <laughs> no. see it. You'd never want to see someone's like VHS special. Um, yeah. but like the freedom to go, I can put something out. I'm not saying that you do or anybody else does. Um, but it's the idea of like, there's a certain freedom in going, if I just do it, I can guarantee eyeballs or guarantee ears or guarantee something or views or whatever. Um, and so that there's no, you're almost not even scared anymore to go, well, do I even want to, can I show them something from 10 years ago? Because what are they going to say? They've already told you what they need to say from what they love you now. Um, you can pretty yeah. much, you can pretty much get away with it. Um, and yeah. even if they hate it, they may not even tell you that because what your level is now at a, a whole other spot. 
So in like and, in like ten years, yeah. your EP will go back up. I'm sure. Just go, just go back. Yeah, yeah. It just it's kind of like the thing where it's like, okay, let's put everything out there now. No, I'm, I'm, um, I, yeah, I, definitely. I, I'm the same way. There's certainly some short films that I have hidden from view, uh, mm. as because you want to put the spotlight on the good stuff or the, the stuff that you think is yeah. going to get you out there. And then yeah, in ten years time, I'll put them back up because then I almost want people, if people are still scrolling the net and stuff for stuff like that, to fi- you know I, it find it. Um, and go, oh, I, I've never seen that. Like You see a lot of times where people are like, did you know this filmmaker made this movie? And I'm like, yeah, it's part of it. Like, they made it. But like because people enter in different points in time, there's not a, a need really to to look back and see what they've made. Because your entry point was like this movie and then everything after that, golden. But like you, you just don't bother going back. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe that's my problem. I like going back too much. The past. The past <laughs> will get you. Yeah, um, the past. But that's interesting. So, what's coming up? What is uh, what's in the? I mean, I guess this is a dumb question because this is what's coming up: um, turkeys in your window and quarantine. But uh, <laughs> what do you? I guess what are you most looking forward to uh, when the veil of this is eventually lifted, whenever it may lift? Uh, I think just going out and having a meal, like at a restaurant. Like I really miss Olive Garden. <laughs> I would love to just do all you can eat. Like, I eat so much. Like, the buffet is a challenge for me. I take it as a personal challenge. I rate my performance. Are you good at buffets? I'm not. I'm not good at... I'm I'm pretty good with buffets. I'm, it's not like I take a variety. I pride myself on quantity. Um, So, like, I know what I like. And when it comes, you know, when it comes to food, it's like, I know, I know how this is going to go down. I like know how much water I should and shouldn't be drinking. I know that you have to eat as much as you can in the first 20 minutes. Uh, you're very, I, you know, it's, I'm jealous because the, the analytical brain that is processing a buffet in my, see me, I go to a buffet. I don't normally go to buffets, but if, when I'm, if I'm at one, if I find myself at one, even at like an Indian wedding, I'm just like, Oh no choices. Um, my brain is always just like, I've already, I'm just self-defeating that way where I'm like, I'm, I know I'm not going to actually go to town. Like I'm going to only eat the equivalent of like dinner. And I just don't know. I don't know. I just, I can't wrap my head around the fact like there's indulging. I think I indulge more when I know it's not a buffet. I'm just like, ah, oh, well, this is, I, I'm, I shouldn't be eating all this, but I am. And having a free, uh, and hall pass, if you will, to do so, I'm just like, no, this is a test and I'm not going to go this into it. Uh, I don't know. I just, I find it very, uh, I can't do it. I, I maybe two plates, and I'm I'm just like, all right, I I'm tapping out because now I'm getting conscious about what am I doing. But I like that you've got a straight strategy of oh, yeah. can't can't water this down. Got to got to leave room. Got to leave room. Yeah, and and I'm, it's just nice to like get a meal with a friend outside, like you know, like just environment wise. Like obviously, like pretty much everything in life is the same for me, and I think like. Although people might be complaining, like, if you actually, if they actually ask themselves questions, like, unless your job, like, is one in which you have to, like, constantly be out and about, like, in the world, in cities and around people, train stations all the time, like, all of our lives are almost the same, um, unless you, like, but then again, I take that back. Like, for me right now, I, I also just want for people who, like, rely on income from restaurants like restaurant business like the food business like anything that you know has to do with like interacting with people hairdressers like I I really just want their lives back for them because whenever I like feel sad about myself I'm just like god like I'm excited for them to like feel like they have security again 
And I'm excited for college students and elementary students to like go back to school where they're relying on those meals. Not to make like a political like plea, but like literally that's what I've been thinking about. It's really, it sucks. We have to think about it because not like the government will. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, that's a good point of just, uh, but I guess, I guess, yeah, I mean, that's, that's all fair and good and, and respect, but mu- I guess musically, where do you, Mm-hmm. what is the i mean like i said you, you said you've been working you've been working the socials yeah. really well um so maybe another album at some point um is that yeah, yeah. things are brewing um yeah things are definitely brewing um i have a lot of singles i've recorded um like one month ago or two months ago like found this great production team um i love the new sound i'm crafting it's like i'm very excited about it's like bollywood meets pop means like some musical theater like queen 80s rock influence um and it's very much who i am it feels like me it feels authentic to me um and i just love the songs like i'm (laughs) really excited to put them in the world especially with this like new fan base that i've been growing 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 and for me like indian representation is huge you can't beat what you can't see And with the successes I've had and the comments I get from brown girls all around the world who are like, oh, my God, thank you. Like, oh, my God, yes, girl. Like, you're Indian. Like, make us all proud kind of thing. It just makes – it just invigorates me and makes me want to do this more because there just hasn't really been someone we can, like, look up to in that market. And um, and that's why I love B. Raja. Like, that it's it's all about that. It's like we're – they're like cooking up for the storm i love that you're doing my job for me i really appreciate that i don't know if that was i don't know if that was intentional but b rod you should she should replace me on this podcast uh uh yeah so how how did you get so like i said you're you're kind of you're in that scene and that's how i got uh attached to them because of uh chicago uh if you haven't already b raja tv get that app I'm on the app. If you're not going to support them, support me. That's really what's important here. But they've got a lot of South Asian content, man. And it's, uh, I'm, and this is what this podcast is supposed to kind of be of, like you said, I don't, we may not have had, um, forget like the quality, but the quantity of things to like the fact that like the generations now can pick and choose. Like I've always said that if you go on the B Raja app and you watch stuff, if you're a filmmaker or what have you, and you don't have to like it. Like, you don't have to like the stuff. But you have to understand. And even psycholo- Psychologically, you're going, holy shit, somebody who looks like me or, you know, grew up like me or whatever did this. So it's not taboo. It's not uh, impossible. Uh, I have a passion for it. And I've seen someone do it. If you don't like it, hell, do it better. Like, that, it should drive you even more. And And like you said, not having that... Um, that was kind of a question that I had, but like you've answered it, which is what do you get back from, um, other people like us? And it it sounds like you're getting the right feedback of, yeah, you know, the world out there is now very much not just open to it, but, um, kind of clamoring for it and, and you're, you're, you're doing it. Yeah. And, and social media is, is a, is a great way to kind of just like test the market. Like I've like, that's why TikTok's been a huge part of my life. Like the last three weeks I, I had like, a handful like two videos go viral on tiktok and um and just like content going viral on other pages where i infuse indian culture with american culture it's not forced it's just who i like it's just kind of like the way i see it yeah i don't think anything's forced now i think i think i mean like i said there's a lot of things that 
we may have forced, forced or owned up to over the years. But now it's, uh, I like that it sounds like it's a natural. It's a natural, it's becoming, yeah, yeah. Um, but people have really liked it. Like, people have really liked it. And, like, the more, like, reassurance I get on that front, I, like, I'm like, wow, my intuition was right. Because I, I kind of started changing my direction before. And, um, yeah, I'm just, like, excited when it all kind of lines up um, to see where that goes and how people respond. That bit you just said earlier about uh, your intuition, was there ever a point where you felt like you were uh, doing something or making a sound or whatever uh, that you felt like wasn't you, but you were doing it because you thought that was the move? Yeah, yeah, with my EB, um, the one I took down, actually. Um, uh, yeah, a lot of the songs were just like me trying out different styles because I didn't know my voice. I grew up doing impressions, so I had to learn what actually my voice sounded like. Um, I was finding my writing style, like actually lyrically, what do I want to talk about? Um, Melody-wise, like am I copying Ed Sheeran? Am I copying Adele right now? So yeah, of course. Um, my whole first EP was kind of like all the songs felt kind of like someone else, um, but just like not as great of a version. <laughs> so yeah. Um, that's, that's interesting because yeah. I, I feel the same way sometimes about filmmaking where, uh, again, maybe slightly different, but like I like to say a lot that I, I wear my references on my sleeve. Um, so very much when I put something out uh, early on, I was very open about like, oh, this is my ver- version of somebody's this. And I realized like as much as I was like, oh, my God, I'm doing this person's this. Um, yes. And what that felt like back then, obviously, as you get older, you go, huh, I you kind of you get more personal and you get more closer to the idea of like I want it to be you know jazz is this and I want it to be you want it to be your version of that um, and want that to be the identity and not uh, being compared constantly and at least not in that way anymore um, like the I imagine the comparison you would want as a singer is on some level of equal footing and the last thing anyone really wants to hear is oh they just did this of, of that um, so right. that's, that's interesting. Um, yeah, because I imagine American Idol also doesn't help that in that uh, you almost, because like you said, I know that you said technique, but in the sense of you don't get to really, you don't do original songs on that show uh, yeah. as, as other competitions do. And so, and even then in other competitions and other reality shows, original songs are still seen as like the death blow if it doesn't work because the, that's a risk, right? The, pop, the population yeah. knows a popular song. And so they go, well, if I do that, so then it almost seems to encourage, well, how much can you do it? Like the thing that people recognize and the closer you get to that, that's almost like your meter. Um, so I can imagine it doesn't uh, get you closer to your voice. Uh, so that's, that's something okay. that, but that, I went back for no reason. Uh, that's, uh, uh, that's, so, but now you think you're in a, uh, you're in a place now where it's strictly, it's you, it's full it's on. It's me. It's just me. Even how I act and, and um, yeah, just like everything is, the music and everything. I think one thing I, I want to work on um, is like becoming even more vulnerable um, with my music. Like a lot of it is just very hype and like it's just very fun to dance to. And it's very like I'm I'm a cool girl, like whatever. Like I don't need no man kind of thing. And like I think with the songs I'm direct, writing. Direct, direct quote, writing, direct quote. <laughs> I, the songs that I'm writing right now, I think I want to focus on on going back to a state of being vulnerable to like what my first EP was it was like a lot of vulnerability but kind of merging that with it being a bop and like a really catchy fun song so that's kind of like where I want to head now um 
And that's where you get like the rolling in the deeps where it's like vulnerable, super catchy. Like Rehab by Amy Winehouse, you know? That's my jam. That's mm-hmm. my jam. <clears throat> um, <laughs> and so like that's that's kind of like sonically where I want to, like just writing wise where I want to head. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely very excited. I, I, like I'm excited about myself even because I'm like, I know who I am now. I know what, what makes me unique. I know why it's worth listening to me. And so now it's just a matter of just waiting for people to figure out themselves. No, I mean, I'm excited. You got your your range and that vulnerability. I can't wait. It just I'm I'm looking forward <laughs> to you. seeing what that what that sounds like because the 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 influences you mentioned earlier are such a nice hodgepodge of of sounds that I think will mesh really well together. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for what's to come. I you must be. It's yours. Uh, I'm hoping the audience is equally as in, uh, excited, invested, uh, and and looks forward to it. Um, yeah, uh, I want to thank you for being. I think that's a good place to to wrap yeah, up. Thank yeah. you for being a part of this. Um, Bridge the culture. Be Roger TV again. If you haven't for some reason gone and got this free app, it's free. <laughs> I'm not even saying that because we're brown. It's free. Um, <laughs> and again, <laughs> there's free. plenty of content to watch out there, but this is free stuff, uh, and it's made by people who look like us and sound like us. And and mm. get get just again support it. Don't have to like it. I'm not asking you to like it because I'm on it, so you don't have to love it. Um, but like the general sense of check it out, brajatv.com. Um, get it for it's all available and everything. You got an iPhone, it's there. You got an Android, it's there. Roku, Amazon, all that stuff, man. It's probably on things that aren't even invented yet. That's how way in the future these cats are. Um, but yeah, uh, they they got a good uh, they got a good eye for stuff, man, because they, they've actually been talking about you since we started this thing. Aww. And uh, so you, yeah, you've been on the, uh, you've been on the, you've been on my radar for a while, and just it's been a weird couple of months. And but super glad, super glad I got to talk to you. Yeah, thank, uh, you. thank you. Yeah, you're you're doing it big. You're doing it good, man. And we we're all <laughs> super proud of you. I can't even take credit. I'm just thank like you. super proud. That's <laughs> like I have a hand, like I have a hand in this. I'm just saying if this if this this sh- I can't even take credit. I I just want to I just want a really cool breakup song written about me. That's all I want. That's all I want in life. <laughs> uh, so drop that. Uh, is that turkey still outside? I'm very curious. Just, this is my soap opera to bring you know, it back I think full the circle. Turkey, I think I think the turkey went to the back of the house. I kind of want to mm. like see if I can interact with it, but I'm also like very scared of like animals with beaks of any kind. <laughs> Well, hey, I think so... I think you just found your new TikTok video. Uh, yeah, it's gonna... I know that's why I'm like I can make a TikTok video. I'm like I hope that turkey is still there. We got some filming to do. Okay, okay, I'm not gonna. This is this is way more. Important. <laughs> this is way more important. I'm not gonna keep you from it. Um, Come on, man. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What, what am I? As a fellow no, creative to another, you gotta you gotta support the cause. You gotta, when, yeah. you gotta when inspiration strikes, you gotta go. Um, I can't hold you back. Thank you so much for being on. Um, this was Bridge the Culture. I'm your host, Jazz Singh. Thank you so much. Until we bridge again, man. And I guess you're going to sing us out. Not really. We're going to play something. But hey, I'm okay. not going to be like your mom back when you were like 12. Now you go. <laughs> Shabbat please sing. It's your turn. Sit down, please.
please just hear me out We were younger than prisoners of doubt So much we don't know We got room to grow We do, me and you Faces come and go Just like winter snow home